This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer. In a minute, we'll be checking in with John Carlson. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. JohnnySmartPoint.com is where he lives on the net. We'll see what's going on in this wild real estate market, what's going on in this summertime. Uh, that's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines from the past week. Well, starting this Monday, Americans will start coming across the border into Canada for non-essential travel. They'll have to be fully vaccinated, of course, uh, two shots, and the move will be, uh, I guess, a big boost to tourism on this side of the border. But many people here still think it's too soon, especially with COVID numbers on the rise here in BC, but especially in the United States. Also, the U.S. still hasn't reciprocated the borders and opened it up to us. After opening our border to Americans in August, the Canadian government now plans to welcome international visitors starting September 7th. Of course, a spike in cases could mean that the date is pushed back. Canada's borders have been closed to non-essential travel since March of 2020. Meantime, a new report says that more than 400 international flights landing in this country last month were carrying positive cases of COVID-19, despite a mandatory requirement for negative tests before people get on a plane. The Toronto Sun is reporting that of, of the flights, 133 of them arrived from the U.S., Amsterdam topped the infection rate for overseas planes at 31, but double-digit numbers were from Paris, Istanbul, Frankfurt, Mexico City, and London. The bulk of the infected passengers landed in Toronto and Montreal, not Vancouver. The Public Health Agency of Canada recently issued fines to two passengers arriving in Toronto from the U.S. during the week of July 18th for non-compliance with entry requirements. As a result, each passenger must pay fines that total nearly $20,000 for submitting false documentation and failing to comply with quarantine and testing requirements. The Magic Kingdom is coming to Vancouver. Walt Disney Animation Studios is launching a new production facilities in Hollywood North this coming January. The head of the new Walt Disney Animation Studio Vancouver Amir Nasrabadi said in a statement this past week that he continues to be amazed at the high level of artistry and technical advancements coming out of the animation industry here in Vancouver. The new studio in Vancouver will focus on long-form series work, such as the Moana film franchise, uh, as well as other projects for the Disney streaming service. But uh, story development, storyboarding, and production design for Disney's projects will continue to be based out of California, where more than 900 of the company's animation workers are based. Vancouver has proven to be a popular destination for animation projects. Netflix tapped Wild Brain Studios, based in Mount Pleasant earlier this year, for its new Sonic the Hedgehog series. And if you'd like to wish upon a shooting star, here's your chance to wish upon a bunch of them. According to experts, most of August will offer prime viewing conditions in Metro Vancouver for one of the best meteor showers of the year, especially next Thursday and Friday night, and especially coming from the north 
northeast part of the sky. The Perseid meteor shower never fails to offer numerous bright shooting stars for a breathtaking summer display. Uh, best of all, the Perseid shower is one of the easiest to view from the northern hemisphere. So Thursday and Friday night, wait till it's really, really dark or maybe get up in the middle of the night, uh, lay down on the grass, look up uh, north, look north. And if you don't see anything after a few minutes, don't give up. Give it a good hour because meteors come in bursts and then uh, it can all go quiet for a while. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and coming up, we're going to talk real estate. Guiding us through the opportunities out there in the world of real estate is John Carlson. You know him as johnnysmartpoint.com. That's all coming up when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And with me now is our friend John Carlson from 2% Realty. JohnnySmartPoint.com is where he lives on the internet because he is known as Johnny SmartPoint. We'll get to know why he's called Johnny SmartPoint. Uh, but John is with us now. Hi, John. How are you doing? Hey, Martin. I'm doing great. Hope everybody there is as well. Yeah, well, we're kind of in the dog days of summer. I think it, it, you know, like the the weather is, you know, eased up a little bit, but it's been so warm. And I guess, I guess it's kind of a slow time for a lot of things. I don't know about real estate, but uh, is it, is it kind of a sort of a, a summer, are we in kind of a summer lull? You know, it's, I'm not surprised at all that, uh, that you brought that up right away because that seems to be. Uh, a very common theme with a lot of people I'm talking to right now. Um, I mean, and who can blame anyone? We've never had weather like this. I don't remember ever in uh, British Columbia and greater Vancouver seeing a summer like this. And obviously with people feeling a little bit of freedom from the COVID restrictions, I think people are out having a little bit of a a good time focusing on family uh, to some extent. And, uh, you know, real estate is still in the picture. That's the nice thing about greater Vancouver. I don't really, uh, you know, and the Fraser Valley, I don't really get, uh, worried at all when I when I sense a slowdown. And, and right now I sense a summer lull uh, because I know that the demand um, is is always going to be there. And, um, you know, people are always thinking about real estate in this area. So to answer your question, the people I'm talking to right now, um, a lot of them are saying the same things you are. Hey, you know, it's summer. I don't know if I'm quite ready to list right now. You know, what do you think about timing? We're thinking of taking a holiday. Uh, what do you think the market's going to be like in the fall? You know, should we wait? The number of calls coming through on my phone and the number of emails I get is is down, and it's it's kind of nice because you know I like summer as well, and I have a family, uh, but I'm still working. So I guess again to, to just uh, put a finer point on that, yeah, I think we're in a little bit of a summer lull, and honestly, I can't blame anybody. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And if you can judge uh, the value of a house by the color of the lawn, uh, my house has, has got a bit of a dip because my my lawn is completely brown. But let we'll talk about the summer and and sort of strategies for selling at this time of year versus the fall. But let's let's head into the the current market situation because that's what uh, we want to hear your take on the markets in Vancouver. We're talking to John Carlson, Johnny Smart Point johnnysmartpoint.com. And I have some new numbers from the Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver for July. Um, The total home sales were 3,326 in July 2021. And that is a a 6.3% increase from July 2020 last year, but it's an 11.6% drop 
from June of this year. So obviously last year was COVID and this year is COVID too, but it's, it's, it's so what, what's your take on those numbers? Well, it's always good to see the um, the numbers when they come out, when they're published at the beginning of the month from the real estate boards, because, you know, um, I can have my own feelings and my anecdotal evidence, but it's nice to see numbers that, you know, that, that will demonstrate exactly what's going on. And as I said earlier, uh, the, the the slight dip in numbers, both in listings, by the way, listings have, have not been plentiful in this last month uh, to two months compared to the three months prior, but listings and sales, they're not terrible. In fact, we're still slightly over the 10-year average for July. Uh, as you mentioned last year, uh, COVID July, that was a, you know, in terms of my business and I think real estate in general, it was, you know, June started to, to do pretty well and we started to come out of the, the COVID panic, if you will. Uh, and then July was the month that really things really started taking off. And um, so this July, we're kind of seeing, a, we're kind of seeing a different direction. We're heading the other way. We've gone from the all time high sales and listing months in the real estate border, greater Vancouver, March, April, May. And June was a, you know, as we talked about, you know, the last few programs we've been doing that, you know, June, the trend seemed to be a leveling off. Um, so the number of sales dropped in June compared to the all-time high. July has dropped again. But again, we're still over the 10-year average. Uh, but we're down, what, 12% over last uh, over last month. So that trend, again, I don't think it reflects um, a crisis. I don't think it reflects a drop in demand for real estate. I think it reflects people having their own, uh, you know, their own lives and taking advantage of this time and maybe pushing some of the other things uh, out of the way and enjoying time with family and freedom and, and the good weather. So I'm not at all concerned about any of these numbers taking a dip. In fact, I've been saying for the past few shows that that's what I, I expect. I wouldn't be surprised if August is down even a little bit more than July, because that's a big month for, for holidays for people. Interestingly, you know, we've talked about this many times. Uh, this is a supply and demand business. And although the number of sales is down, the number of listings is also way down. And, and again, that plays into, I think, um, people saying, you know, hey, yeah, I might want to buy or sell soon, but it's not going to be this month. I'm not, I'm not ready. So I'm predicting, uh, you know, a, a, a strong return in September, a very strong September and October and November. Uh, but I think, you know, we'll have average months here in, in July and August. People can still sell. You can list. But quite frankly, um, some of the people I've been talking to recently about selling, especially in the higher end market uh, in terms of price, uh, you know, I'm letting them know it might be a little bit soft right now. If you're not in a hurry, let's wait and see what happens uh, in August. And then perhaps in September might be a better time. So these are my thoughts. I don't have any guarantees. You know, I, I don't decide what the market does. But based on what I'm seeing out there right now, looking at numbers, talking to people, we're going to have an okay little uh, August here. And then I think things are going to get right back to business in September. Right. We're, we're talking to John Carlson. Johnny Smart Point is uh, his uh, nickname. And uh, he's so busy. The phone is ringing and uh, things are happening with John. Uh, JohnnySmartPoint.com is the, the website. Uh, you can give him a call at 604-612-0080. And, and John... Uh, I don't know if you have to take that call, but oh gosh, um, no. Oh, <laughs> normally, normally, I do have voicemail. Yeah, normally if you call John, he picks up the phone. He's just that good. But right now, he's 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 got some important things to tell us. But we are in kind of unprecedented times because it's obviously COVID and it's the summer and it's very warm. But September promises, you know, if things go okay. September promises to be a much different month 
than the past few months as things open up. On Monday, the borders open to non-essential travel for Americans to come into Canada. And, uh, you know, do you think that is going to have an effect on the real estate market, Americans coming into Canada? And then in September, it'll be international travelers and suddenly you know, maybe overseas buyers have a chance to come into the lower mainland. And do you think that will have an impact on real estate values? Yes, I do. Uh, you know, Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley is a destination point um, for a lot of people throughout the country and the world. And uh, when we start talking about foreign buyers coming back into the country, obviously that's that's been, um, uh, you know, subdued quite a bit with COVID. And I think that's one of the big factors um, that we might see that will influence the market going forward, assuming that COVID continues to kind of decline and people feel more confident and the borders open and that sort of thing, because, hey, we're, we're an immigrant-based um, real estate market to some degree. And, uh, you know, this is just going to help fuel the demand side of the equation, which is good for the market in terms of sellers and pricing and all that sort of thing. But there's all kinds of other things on the horizon that are probably above my head, but uh, I'm still, you know, considering when when asked questions about what the market's going to be doing in the future. I'm always very careful because I don't control these things or necessarily understand everything out there. But we have inflation, which may, uh, you know, uh, affect interest rates. Um, you know, we have the COVID question: Is it going to get better? Is it going to get worse? There's different variants and all these things. But all I can tell you is, as a as a guy with his feet uh, and ears to the ground on a daily basis in real estate, there still is a very strong uh, uh, desire, a very strong need for people to buy and sell and move and hopefully come to this country or this area from other places. And uh, for that reason, I don't have any fears about what's going on in the market, although all the signs say that things are leveling off. Interestingly enough, as I mentioned, prices statistically have not changed one iota in the last, say, three months. But that could change, in my opinion, because prices, um, you know, I I like to use analogies sometimes, and uh, I'll tell you a funny story if I may. When I was a kid, I used to lay on my bed, and I had a ping pong ball. I was pretty young, and I'd, I'd lay on my bed, and I would blow this ping pong ball up in the air, and I'd see how long I could keep it up in the air and how high I could get it to go. So, yeah, I was a bored kid. But, I, you know, that's kind of how I see prices in real estate. You know, the, the, the ping pong ball doesn't stay up there on its own. It has to be pushed. There has to be pressure to bring it up. And with the lack of pressure, the ball falls. So, Right now, we've still got a lot of good pressure in the market in terms of the demand side. People are looking to buy. They're making plans to move to or from the you know, greater Vancouver and the lower mainland. But the fundamental dynamics of the market, as always, will change. So I kind of feel like, uh, you know, with the summer lull aside, we're in a bit of a Goldilocks market right now. We've got low interest rates. We've got a decent supply. We've got a decent demand. And buyers and sellers can, I think, conduct their business in a, in a rational way. They don't have to rush. They can be careful. They can choose the, the days of frenzy uh, where buyers had to, um, you know, throw their wallets out and, and beg to buy a house uh, seem to be, uh, you know, either over or greatly diminished. And I think a nice little Goldilocks market at the end of the summer is exactly what we're going to want to see. Right. And that's where experience comes in. Uh, we're talking to John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. Uh, now, John, you've sold over a thousand properties in the lower mainland. You've been doing this for many, many years. So you've seen trends and phases in the real estate market. And I guess it's a little bit like the financial markets. It's trying to time any market is kind of a fool's game. And you just, I guess for you, 
who someone who has lots of experience and has seen ups and downs, you just want to look at fundamentals and keep your eye on the prize and and keep things simple. Is that does that make sense? Well, I think it does to a degree, but also uh, that is all within the context of understanding what the potential client wants or needs and and what his or her timeline might be, uh, because those are really the important things. There are people out there who are going to list their homes in August. They're going to sell their homes. They're going to be happy. Uh, They have a need and a desire to do those things now where there are other people who might say, you know, I'm going to enjoy the summer and see what happens in the fall. So you know, every situation is a little bit different. And I make sure to to be careful when I'm talking to people and advising them that I don't decide any of these things. But my job is to tell the truth as I understand it. Uh, And that's what I do with my clients. I'm an open book. And I, I, uh, you know, tell them recent stories of listings or sales that I've had multiple offers or lack of offers or other, um, you know, properties listed by other agents that I talk to all the time. And I try to give them a feel for what the lay of the land is doing. Uh, and within that framework, I think people look at their own situation. They say, hey, let's do this now. We don't know what's coming in the future and we have an opportunity on the other side. Or, hey, you know what? The grass is brown, as you said. Maybe my house doesn't look as good. Maybe I've been neglecting it. Maybe I just want to go camping for a week or something. And, uh, you know, in that case, I think there's a reasonable case to be made for waiting till the market improves. So, again, it comes down to the individual. But with my clients, my job is to uh, help them understand the market help them make wise decisions and help them come up with strategies that will maximize the sale of their home. Mm-hmm. I remember when we bought our house, uh, quite a few years ago, uh, we were getting really frustrated. We couldn't find it. We finally sold our condo and we couldn't find anything we wanted and we were getting so frustrated and, uh, we decided to take a week off and not read anything, not look at anything and just take a week off, not even think about it. And then as soon as that week ended, this house that we, that I, that I'm in now, uh, popped up and it was the best decision we ever made was to take a break and just decide and just not freak out and just take a break. It was great. That that's a good news story. And I, and I think that reminds me of something else, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm kind of wondering this, I'm not sure, but I'm thinking, okay, we've had a couple of months of very low listing, uh, new listings, like the, the inventory has not been, uh, really producing new listings, uh, if you will, for the last couple of months. And I'm thinking with all of this demand kind of just kind of hiding in the shadows, a lot of it is out there now, but some of it's waiting. I wonder if we're going to have a little bit of a run in September, because whenever a demand returns to a market and the inventory is not there to support it yet, sellers generally do pretty well. So I wouldn't be surprised if we had, uh, you know, uh, a, a mediocre August and then suddenly in September we, we have a spark. So I guess we're going to wow. see. Oh, that'll be great. So when we come back, let's talk a little bit about that, about the summer. Also, um, let's, let's talk about uh, the market situation and uh, what's happening and also how you can save some money on commission with Johnny SmartPoint. John Carlson is our guest. He is Johnny SmartPoint. You can go to johnnysmartpoint.com on the net. And you can give them a call as well, 604-612-0080. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and we'll be back with more John Carlson right after this. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And we're talking real estate with our resident real estate expert, John Carlson. Uh, you know him as Johnny Smartpoint. Dot com. You can give them a call at 604-612-0080. And the question you get a lot, John, is where does the name SmartPoint come from? So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, 
I think I'll tell you my interpretation of why it's Johnny Smart Point, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but you are a 2% uh, commission real estate agent, meaning uh, you, you're, you can save people money on, on their commission. If you go to John's website, johnnysmartpoint.com, um, you can look at what you, what you think your home is worth, what it will sell for. And you can look at what uh, a typical, I mean, all, all commissions are different from different real estate agents, but a typical commission structure will cost you this much. And you can see on the website, what a 2% commission structure will save you and will save you money. And the reason why you're called smart point is because you are right on the, on the smart point of being an experienced real estate agent. You've been doing this for 20 something years. You've sold a thousand properties, more than a thousand properties in the lower mainland. You know how it's done. You know how to work with clients and you know, you know how to get the best deal for your clients, but you're also saving them money. So that's my interpretation of why you're Johnny Smart Point. Is does that make sense? Hey, hey thanks a lot. You know, it does. I, I thought I think I might add a couple of things. I, I don't like to use the word typical commission because there are no standards in the business. Everything's negotiable. Right. But I like to use um, most common because by far and away the most common commission structure uh, that a seller might pay to a real estate agent in Greater Vancouver in the Fraser Valley is seven percent of the first hundred thousand dollars of sale price and two and a half percent of the balance, sometimes 3%. Right. Compared to that, yes. I mean, there's significant savings. Um, I met a great lady, Rhonda, uh, just a couple of days ago and her mother, Molly. I want to say hi to them. Um, we just met out in New Westminster. We're talking about a roughly a $1 million sale. And, and those kind of sales are not uncommon nowadays. So if you, if you do the math at seven and two and a half, you're at about a $30,500 commission. Whereas with me, it's 2%, it would be 20,000. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly um, giving anything away. It's, there's still a cost to be paid there, but to save $10,000 plus GST, not a bad deal if you get the right representation. And um, going back to the smart point, yes, I can probably save clients money in the sale of their transaction compared to the majority of other agents that they might talk to. But, uh, you know, I tell people straight out, and I've said this before on the air, I would never choose a real estate agent uh, any more than I'd choose a lawyer if I were in uh, if I'm in serious need of a lawyer based on price alone, because like in any industry, there are various levels of experience and uh, skill and all that sort of thing. Uh, so, you know, sometimes uh, you know maybe the the best commission structure or the lowest price is the way to go. But I think rather than price, uh, smart people look at value and the value proposition that I put forward is a price that's very reasonable. It's better than most. It saves people money. But the smart point is that at least, you know, in my opinion and the opinion of so many people who called into this program to give me good testimonials is that you also get a top selling agent who you can trust, who listens to you, who tries to give the very best advice at all times and has enough skill level and experience level to really help you steer through the process efficiently and to the maximum result for you financially and emotionally and everything else. So, there's two sides to a value equation. There's price and there's performance. And I think the smart point uh, is to, um, you know, have an agent who can really help you maximize your sale. And if you can save some money in the process compared to a lot of the other guys and girls, I think that's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why johnnysmartpoint.com is the place to go online. And and that being said, I mean, you, you always say that, like you never choose someone on the basis of how cheap they are or whatever, which is wise advice. But looking at this table on your website, a million dollar home 
you know, uh, most other brokers versus a 2% realtor, that's $9,500 in your pocket. And that's sort of after tax money. That's, you know, if you're moving into a new house, that would buy some, some, you know, nice flooring or something. So it's, that's just, just, that's a good chunk of money. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. I mean, I think everybody I talk to, no matter, you know, what your financial position in life might be, $10,000 in that case is an example. That's, as you say, after tax money, that's equity that you've put into your home and you want to keep it for your family. So this is the opportunity that I, that I offer to people to, you know, look me up, uh, call my cell number or go to my website, see what, you know, that has to say. If you like what you see there, call me and I'll come over and I'll take a look at your home and we can talk about anything you want. Uh, you can show me the home. We can talk about the market and you can decide for yourself if I sound like someone who might be a good fit for you in terms of uh, representing you in the sale of your home. So yeah, that invitation is out there. Um, and the smart point, if you ask me, is uh, you know a value proposition, but be careful not to cut corners or, or to worry too much about price sometimes because in the overall big picture, a million dollar sale, and and this is uh, and this is my opinion. Not all uh, situations, let's just say, that you decide to not all courses may necessarily lead to the same positive result. So I think it's really important to have uh, a seasoned professional who is in the game, working day after day after day, and who knows the lay of the land in the market. I think that's probably your best alley. But again, hey, smart point. Save some money while you're at it. Why not? John Carlson is our guest. JohnnySmartPoint.com is the website. You can give him a call 604-612-0080 or email john at JohnnySmartPoint.com. And when you're on the show, we often have testimonials. We have your customers your clients, I guess you would call them, come on and talk about the experience they've had with you. And the thing that I always notice is, is the word listen. They always say, oh, John, listen to us. And I guess with, with clients, situations are always different. I mean, when you sell a home, it's a pretty big deal for most people. It's the biggest investment they have. It's their nest egg. It's, you know, and, and situations are always different. Sometimes people are, are younger and they're moving up. Other times people are downsizing. Their kids have moved out. So what do you think when you hear people say, oh, John, listen to us? That's, that's pretty important to you, isn't it? Well, that's, of course. I mean, that's a, that's a very big compliment. When you think about the relationship between a designated agent and his or her client, you know, the agent represents the interest of the client and has a duty to, you know, uh, give good advice. And so to give good advice, you have to know what you're talking about and you have to understand what the client is thinking and, and, and what the needs might be. So there's also the side of things where, you know, and this is just me personally, people are different. I, for one, I am, and I've always been very sensitive to, um, and, and not happy with uh, anyone who tries to give me the hard close. Anybody, if I feel somebody's trying to twist my arm, or if I feel like somebody is, uh, you know, throwing papers in front of me and saying, sign here, and we'll talk about it later, or, you know, whatever. I mean, not that that should happen or ever does, but I'm very sensitive to pressure tactics. I don't like pressure. Uh, you know, I like to think about things, and I like to make, uh, you know, I want an ally. If I'm hand hiring someone and paying them good money to help me sell a home, I want somebody who understands that it's my interest that they're representing. It's not about, you know, uh, maybe a quick sale or uh, the interest of the agent should never uh, enter into the equation. Uh, it's really about, so it's really about the seller. So 
Someone who listens is absolutely key. And uh, although my wife would probably laugh when people say that I'm a good <laughs> listener, um, that is what I tell myself every time I go into an appointment, as I'm walking up to the door, I just remind myself, okay, you're here to serve a purpose. You don't matter in this transaction. These people, they don't necessarily care about me personally or what I do for a living and all that sort of thing, unless I can do a good job for them. So when I head up to a door and I knock on the door, that's what I remind myself. Uh, you know, I take off my shoes, I wear my mask, I stay away from people uh, far enough to make them comfortable. And I sit there and I listen. And, uh, you know, sometimes like I mentioned, uh, you know, meeting Rhonda the other week, she had uh, maybe 20 or 30 questions that she had. She had the paperwork there and it was bing, 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 question after another. And you know what? They were great questions. So I answer those questions, but I try not to talk more than I need to. And, um, you know, if I'm selling a product or I talk to a salesperson, I want to feel that person's on my side. And one way uh, that, 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 you know, you can definitely tell if someone is or isn't on your side is whether or not they're listening to you and trying to help or whether or not they're dictating. So, uh, you know, I don't like that. So that's just my style. Yeah. And I guess in the past six months or so with this market just being kind of red hot and then there was all these stories of, um, you know, houses selling way over their asking price, I guess you get a lot of pressure from all sides uh, and, and you want to be kind of sensible and calm about it. Yeah. And, you know, you say the word pressure. And as soon as I heard that, I thought of it, it kind of was a negative connotation. And that kind of set me back just a minute because I guess maybe there is pressure, but I, I guess I must love it because I very much enjoy being in that position to be able to help someone and do a good job. It makes me proud. It makes me feel good about myself. And when I hear these testimonials from clients who, you know, who let me know that they're very pleased with it and let the whole world know, you know, it, it's, that's what keeps me going. So I don't necessarily feel the pressure other than to please my client and produce a good result. And uh, I think I kind of thrive on that kind of pressure. So I do like it. Yeah. And uh, I guess now it's all sorts of different situations, but it seems to me anecdotally, I hear so many people who are downsizing. They've been in the same house for a long time. The kids have moved out and uh, that must be a very common situation you run into in real estate it right is. now. It is. Some people figure this is the time to cash out. We're at all time high prices. And, um, you know, hey, that's depending on your timing and your personal situation. That's wonderful. One caution that, that, that I put to people right now is, uh, you know, meeting people right now, as I mentioned a little earlier, the last two months, we've had very little, you know, in terms of new listings hitting the market. It's kind of slowed down quite a bit that way. And it's going to come back. So that's another reason that, you know, if somebody, for instance, I have clients who uh, sold their acreage and decided to move up country. And then it turned out the place they wanted to buy didn't quite work for them and the inspection fell through. And now they're finding, you know, the clock's ticking, we're sold down here and there's nothing I can do about them finding a place up country, but they're finding that there's not really very much to look at. And again, I think once the summer finds its way to a close, that's going to change. So if you're moving out of country and you're cashing out, of course, you want to make sure you maximize the sale, but you know, you want to make sure there's a a good landing spot for you uh, as well. So these are kind of things I talk about with clients and when they're looking to buy out of town and or sell out of town. In fact, let me put a quick one out there to anyone who, any listeners who may have a property that's up country or on Vancouver Island or, uh, you know, wherever it might be, that's too far for me to personally look after it. I've been doing this 25 years and I know a lot of good agents in a lot of different areas and I'm happy to place a referral uh, to somebody who I think might be worth talking to. So listeners can also keep that in mind as well if they like. 
Yeah, and when you talk about inventory being so low, it's you know a good time to to put something on the market. I'm assuming. Yeah, timing is everything, as they say. Yeah, we're talking to John Carlson, two percent realty. JohnnySmartPoint.com is where you can find him on the net. You can give him a call at six one two. 0080-604-612-0080. And uh, it, it's going to be an interesting time. Uh, we will talk to you in a few weeks, but uh, it's going to be probably a very interesting September, uh, as we heard from you. Uh, no predictions, but uh, other than it'll be interesting, hey? I think it will. I think it'll be active. Um, let's wait and see, but I'm available to meet anyone and talk to them about that, uh, you know, anytime they like John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Uh, have a great uh, rest of the weekend and uh, enjoy. Yeah, you too. Looking forward to the next show. Thanks so much. Right on. John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. 604-612-0080. And coming up, if uh, you need a good scream, uh, I've got some advice where you can go because it's a stressful time we're in. And that's coming up when we continue on Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And our thanks to John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com for his always valuable insight into the real estate market in Vancouver. If you want to get a hold of John Carlson, just go to johnnysmartpoint.com or you can give him a call 604-612-0080 or john at johnnysmartpoint.com is uh, the email address. But johnnysmartpoint.com is the best place to get a hold of him because uh, if you just Google Johnny Smartpoint, you'll get to johnnysmartpoint.com. So still to come, we're going to talk real estate appraisal with Dan Jones, business coordinator and president of Campbell and Pound. But we are living in, uh, you know, strange times, to say the least. I mean, we, we're, we're slowly getting out of this COVID situation, and then we headed smack into the wildfire and the heat, and uh, it, it sometimes just makes you want to scream. And uh, I was thinking about uh, a good place to scream, and I found a, a, a good list from Vancouver is Awesome online about where to go if you just need to scream. If you've just had enough of all of this stuff, and they have some pretty good advice for places to go to scream. Uh, number 10 is sporting events with live audiences. Now, this is not that great for right now, but things will be slowly getting back to normal, and you will be in situations where you'll be watching a Canucks game and you'll be able to scream. So number 10 is uh, a sporting event. Number nine, uh, movie theater. Uh, this one is tricky. It has to be the right movie. Movie theaters are opening. Uh, the the Vancouver Film Center on Seymour, the home of the Vancouver International Film Festival, they have finally opened in the past few weeks. That's a beautiful theater to go. I'm not sure if it's the place to scream because they they tend to to show some really interesting movies. I, I would probably want to go to a big theater with a big Marvel type movie, and those are the ones you could scream because those are really really loud. Um, Number eight on places to scream, the Capilano suspension bridge on a rainy day. Apparently, uh, the trees kind of insulate the sound. Not, not bad. Uh, so on a rainy day, it's not very crowded, not many people around, because you'd probably freak people out if you're on the bridge and the 
person next to you is screaming. I wouldn't like that. Uh, number seven is the Vancouver Public Library, Library, the Library Recording Studios, the Vancouver Public Library Recording Studios. Uh, they're closed right now due to COVID-19, but you may not know that they have soundproof recording studios at the downtown library. It's amazing. Um, and once those open up, that's a great place to scream, especially if you're in a heavy metal band. You can record your band and you can scream. Um, elevators? Yeah, I don't know about that because people can hear it. But uh, they number six is elevators as a place to scream. In your vehicle. I think that's perfect. Scream in your vehicle. Um, I mean, it's tailor-made. You're on the highway. You can just scream. Uh, number four, the Vancouver International Airport. That's not a bad idea because if you go to certain areas, you can be around the people who are watching the planes come in. The planes are really loud and you can scream there. Number three, any ride at Playland. What better way to conceal your screams? Uh, everybody's screaming so you don't look like a freak and you're not scaring anybody. Number two is an interesting idea, smash therapy in Richmond. It's an actual place you can go. They do like team building things. Uh, you can go smash stuff. It's called Richmond's Smash Therapy. You can look it up online and you could definitely do some screaming. And uh, the number one place, according to Vancouver is Awesome, to scream is underwater. And uh, I guess if you're in a lake, you could scream um, or in the bath. So there you go. If you just need to scream some places to scream. Uh, I'm Martin Strong, along with our brand new producer, Jonathan Chung. And when we come back, we're going to talk real estate appraisal, uh, both commercial real estate and residential real estate. How do you know what your house is worth? We'll find out with Dan Jones, the business coordinator and president of Campbell and Pound Real Estate Appraisers. We've also got the uh, consumer news headlines and global news is coming up next. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.